Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson. Papa, can you tell me a story? Do you really want me to tell you a story? (laughs) Well, you go get your brother and your sisters and I will tell you a story. Welcome to Devotions with Dr. Papa. Gather around and let's take a look into the written word, which reveals to us the living word, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. Last week, we started talking about the principles of the kingdom of God compared to the principles of the kingdom of this world. I'd like to read a scripture to you today from Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Now, as you know, this comes from the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says, Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, this is a strange thing for him to be saying to a group of his followers, telling them that they should be happy, they should be glad when they are persecuted for righteousness' sake, when they are persecuted because they follow him. Now, I'll be truthful. I've been to many countries around the world where I have observed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ being persecuted simply because they wear the name of Jesus Christ. And in fact, these are the very things that happen to them. Because they are Christians, the pagan religions of India, the pagan religions of the Middle East or South Asia, the folks who adhere to those pagan religions routinely insult the followers of Jesus Christ. They routinely lie about the followers of Jesus Christ. And they resort to physical violence against Christians. And those of us who live in the West don't hear about this on the nightly news. If you're not acquainted with missionaries who go to these places and are able to hear firsthand reports from them, you would not know of some of the vicious things that are happening to our brothers and sisters in places like India and the Middle East and in China, because the mainstream media does not report on these things. But trust me, the family of God in many of these countries are being brutalized because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, I have personally talked to brothers and sisters in India and in the Middle East who practice these very words of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they count it a badge of honor to have been persecuted for the name of Jesus Christ. They count it a a badge of honor to have been physically assaulted or put in prison for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So they believe and practice what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount when he says to them, Blessed are you, happy are you, when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. He says to them, rejoice and be glad for your reward where? 
in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of heaven, is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So you must understand that there have been lots of people who have gone before you and me who have been persecuted for righteousness' sake. When I was in Romania, I met a pastor there, and he showed us his house. And when the communists were in control, they took his house and built a concrete wall down the middle of his house. And on one side of the house, they placed a high-ranking communist official who lived in half of this Baptist preacher's house. He and his wife and family were allowed to live in the other half of the house. Now, this was done just to spite this Baptist pastor. It was done also so that a, a communist official could always monitor his whereabouts and whatever he was doing in his Christian ministry. Now, how would you like to have your house divided in half and somebody who opposed you placed in half of your home? So what did this pastor do? Well, he commenced to praying every day for this communist official and his family. Every day he would sit on his front porch, and when this man came home from work, he would offer him a cup of hot tea, and he would offer for him to sit on the porch and just talk with him. And over time, he made this man his friend. And over years of time, he actually developed a relationship with this man to when one day he came home from work, the communist official looked at him and said to him, you are my enemy. Our government has made your home my home. I don't understand why you have made me your friend. You must explain this to me. It opened wide the door for my pastor friend to tell him about Jesus Christ and how Jesus had transformed his life. The communist official listened politely, but it began a journey. And every day from then on, the two of them sat on the front porch after work, and they talked about spiritual things. And it wasn't long after that this communist official became a believer. And he began to attend this Baptist pastor's church. He told the communist officials he was going there to monitor the church. But he was actually going there for Bible study, Bible instruction, and for worship. It wasn't long before he then left the communist party and he became a true believer. And he himself was persecuted for the sake of the name of Jesus, for righteousness' sake. You see, the persecutor then became persecuted. And that has happened so many times in the life of the church. And you see, we have to understand that when Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, in verse 45, that we should love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. That's a value in the kingdom of God. It's an opposite value from the kingdom of this world. You see, our lower nature would tell us to despise our enemies and to do evil to those who persecute us. That's the value system of the kingdom of this world. The king, the values of the kingdom of God are upside down and opposite to the values of the kingdom of this world. And you have to understand, brothers and sisters, that that is not the automatic response of your heart and my heart. 
These responses are, are not normal. They're supranormal. These responses are not natural. They are supernatural. And it is only by virtue of, of years of abiding in the Word. It is only by virtue of years of abiding in prayer. It is only by virtue of years of allowing Holy Spirit to rule over your soul and my soul that you and I are able to respond to a situation like this supernaturally, spiritually, to respond by the values of the kingdom of God as outlined in the scripture. It is only by living by the principles of God's word that this pastor friend of mine was able to love his enemy, pray for him, to be kind to him, and eventually win him to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But this is not the only example. I don't know if you've ever read the book by Richard Wormbrand. He was a pastor in Romania, and he and his wife were tortured by the communists for many years when the communists were in control in Romania. He spent many years in and out of prison. He was physically assaulted, physically violated. He was he spent months and years in, in isolation alone, learning how to pray, learning how to worship God all alone. But while he was in prison for his faith, for righteousness' sake, God gave him an effective ministry. And he was able to build an underground prison church where he led many prisoners to faith in Christ. He led many communists to faith in Christ. And God used him greatly while he was in prison to, to have a spiritual ministry that he would have never had while he was outside the prison walls. His book is entitled Tortured for Christ, and I would strongly recommend that you read that book. But the amazing thing is how this man was able to respond spiritually with the values of the kingdom of God, loving his enemies, praying for his enemies, for those who persecuted him, for all those many years of persecution. And it's an amazing story that would challenge your heart. And all throughout the book, you will read the values of the kingdom of God lived out in the life of this man and his wife, Sabrina. I strongly encourage you to read Tortured for Christ. If you've never read Fox's Book of Martyrs, I would encourage you to find that book and read through it. It's a fascinating read of Christian people who have gone before you and me, who were assaulted for their faith, brutalized for their faith, persecuted for their faith, burned at the stake for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he, they, they, one and all, loved their enemies, prayed for their enemies, and continued to give testimony to the goodness of God throughout all of their persecutions. And it shows you and me that by the grace of God and by the power of Holy Spirit, that average folk like you and me can still love our enemies. We can still pray for those who persecute us. We can still stand strong in the faith, even in the face of those who persecute us and demand that we recant our faith. The values of the kingdom of God are the opposite of the values of the kingdom of this world. 
But those values don't come to you and me automatically. They only come by virtue of years spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, daily submitting to the presence and power of Holy Spirit who lives within us. Now, let me say this. The Bible says that all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And you say, well, I've never suffered persecution. Well, there's two reasons for that. One is we live in a constitutional republic where the law of our land protects you and me. We don't live in the Middle East or in India or in China. Those places are totally different from where we live. But the other answer to that question is sometimes it's just because you and I aren't living godly in Christ Jesus. If you reprove, rebuke, and exhort in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we are, as we are commanded to do, to do, I promise you that you're going to rub somebody the wrong way. And when you speak the truth of the gospel, there are going to be folks who are not going to like it. When you let the salt get out of the salt shaker, you see, our culture is happy as long as the salt stays in the church. As long as the salt stays in the salt shaker, our culture is completely happy with you keeping your religion confined to Sunday morning worship in the church house. But when your Christianity spills out of the church house and the salt begins to rub into the wounds of the world and begins to burn, I promise you there will be people who will be offended. You already know that our culture says that there's a separation of church and state. That's not in the Constitution. That's just something that Thomas Jefferson said one time. And they've extrapolated that to exclude religion from politics. And if you try to insert truth and justice into politics, they scream foul. And so you can't bring the church into politics. You can't bring religion into politics. And now by extension, all Christianity is excluded from the school system, from academia, from any public venue whatsoever. And that's why our culture is so corrupt and so polluted, because you and me with our Christian values have been excluded from every venue possible. And when you try to exert any amount of Christian virtue, then you're persecuted. You're called a religious bigot, and they lie about you, and they insult you. And it won't be long in our culture before our constitutional rights dry up, and you will be physically assaulted and persecuted for righteousness' sake. You remember that I told you that that day will come in our culture, because I'm telling you there's a famine of knowing the word of the Lord in our culture today. And the farther we deport from biblical principles, the less our constitutional republic will stand. And before long, we will lose our constitutional rights because we are forgetting the word of the Lord, which is the foundation upon which our constitutional republic stands. Now go back to a scripture. In John chapter 15, in verse 18, Jesus has this to say. He said, If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, because of this, the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, 
they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Now, you understand Jesus is the one using this strong language. It's not me. He's the one that chooses the word hate. And see, Jesus is telling us that the world hated him first. Now, why does the world hate God? <laughs> why does the world hate Jesus? And by extension, why does the world hate Christians who represent the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, let me explain that to you. You see, the world system is headed by Satan. You remember we talked about that last week. The world system is headed by Satan, and it intentionally leaves God out. The kingdom of this world is opposed to God. And those who are the adherents of the kingdom of this world, they just are freaked out by anything that resembles the kingdom of God. And especially when you go to a third world pagan culture, their adherents are idol-worshiping pagans. And they hate the true God, the true and living God. They hate Jesus and they hate Christians. They lie about them, they insult them, and they physically assault them routinely. And eventually that same pattern will come to America. You just remember that I told you that. So don't be surprised. Jesus told his followers, he said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And he said, if the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. Now, if you are of this world, that means this world system that's headed by Satan. He said, if, if you were of the world, then the world would love its own. They'd love you. But because you are not of this world system, but I chose you out of the world system, because of this, the world hates you. They despise you, and they despise what and who you represent. Remember the word that I said to you, a slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. So listen, if they're not going to keep Jesus' word, they're not going to keep yours. If they're not going to listen to Jesus, they're not going to listen to you. And if they hated Jesus, they're going to hate you. Don't be surprised. Don't be offended. This is just the normal life of Christians. I listened to a Christian in in uh, the Middle East one time, and he was talking to an author of a book, and the author was just in consternation that they were so acclimated to persecution. And the Christian pastor took this author to a big picture window, and the sun was coming up in the east, and he pointed to the sun, and he said, do you see the sun coming up in the east? And the author of the book said, yes. He said, as we are accustomed to the sun coming up in the morning, so we are accustomed to persecution. In other words, what he was saying is that persecution in our land is as normal to us as the sun coming up in the morning. And I'm telling you, in so many parts of the world, persecution is a normal part of life for the Christian church. You and I in America don't quite understand that, but that is a way of life for our brothers and sisters in many parts of the world. Jesus already told us it was going to be this way. He said, look, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. But here's the thing, brothers and sisters. Jesus said, when that day comes, rejoice, rejoice. He says, because they persecuted the prophets, 
long before they persecuted you. Be glad. Be happy. Because great is your reward in the kingdom of heaven. Well, you're listening to Devotions with the Dr. Papa. I pray that you would follow or share or like and that you would tell your family and friends about it. And until next week, I pray that the Lord will bless you real good. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.